Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Monday, November 15th. This is The Gateway. I'm Maria Altman, in for Wayne Pratt. Ahead, you probably know TIAA as a manager of retirement accounts. Part of that investment portfolio is farmland. So some are wary of a farmland research center founded at the University of Illinois in its name. People that have a a worldview that playing the market is what matters aren't thinking about the well-being of those rural communities. That story from Harvest and Investigate Midwest in just a few minutes. But first, the news. St. Louis has lost nearly 400 housing units over the last five years as developers rehab multi-unit buildings and convert them into single-family homes. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, the impact is concentrated in South City neighborhoods that are becoming less affordable. and Some aldermen are trying to do something about it. Cecilia Boyers has been looking into the impact on communities as more rehabbers turn two- and four-unit buildings into single-family homes. She's a graduate student at Washington University's Brown School studying social policy. Using data from the assessor's office and the census, she found that neighborhoods around Tower Grove and Benton Parks are experiencing high conversions and displacement. But it was very clear that the neighborhoods with the most conversions were definitely also seeing signs of lower-income families moving out and and black families moving out and higher income families moving in and white families moving in. Some aldermen are drafting a bill that would impose a fee on developers for reducing the number of units when rehabbing a building. The money would go toward affordable housing. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis aldermen who are working on redistricting are holding a virtual community meeting tonight at 6 on Zoom. Residents can sign up at the city's website to share their thoughts about the process to reduce the number of wards in the city from 28 to 14, which voters approved more than a decade ago. A virtual community meeting over the weekend had sparse turnout. The Aldermanic Committee says it will continue to tweak drafts of a map this week based on public input before a map goes before the full board for a vote. The board is required to finalize a redistricting map by the end of the year. Illinois is seeing another rise in its COVID cases and hospitalizations as public health officials are bracing for another pandemic winter. State Department of Public Health Director Ngazi Azike last week told a congressional panel that young people, communities of color, and rural Illinoisans are still the most vaccine hesitant. Azike requested the federal government consider a misinformation monitoring program so state and local health departments can better prepare to counter emerging conspiracy theories about the vaccine. And so by the time we are actually aware of some of these, you know, ideas that have just permeated and bathed uh, the people, um, it's a very uphill battle to get on top of that because that news spreads so quickly. Areas of the state with the lowest vaccination rates, like southern Illinois, were hardest hit by COVID's Delta variant this summer, causing severe shortages in ICU beds across the region. The high-tech strategy group BioSTL is looking to play a role in improving health care in rural Missouri. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports it's launching a center for rural health innovation. BioSTL has worked on technology startup efforts and economic development in St. Louis for more than 20 years, but is now looking to add rural health care services to its portfolio. 
CEO Don Rubin says his organization can help bridge the rural-urban divide. We are all stronger together, all of us together and all these institutions and, 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 and organizations and coming together make Missouri an even stronger magnet to attract the very best innovation from around the world to Missouri. Rubin says the new center's focus will be on improved technologies in areas like telehealth and remote therapy. The initial efforts will focus on Missouri and Illinois, but could spread to other Midwestern states. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. In 2013, the largest farmland asset manager in the world made a big gift to the University of Illinois. With $5 million, the university founded the TIAA Center for Farmland Research. But as Harvest Public Media's Dana Cronin reports, some say the investment manager doesn't have farmers and rural communities' best interests at heart. You probably know TIAA as a manager of retirement accounts. It's a huge player in that market. In over 100 years, we've never missed a payment. Guaranteed monthly income for life. And part of that giant investment portfolio is farmland. Because as it turns out, farmland is a really good investment. It's stable and tends to increase in value year to year. And as the saying goes, they're not making any more of it. So farmland is increasingly viewed as a commodity, something to be bought, sold, or rented. And the TIAA Center for Farmland Research, housed at the University of Illinois, is evidence of that. The $5 million donation that made the think tank possible is the fourth largest corporate gift the university's agriculture department has received in the last 10 years. That's according to data obtained by Harvest Public Media and Investigate Midwest through the Freedom of Information Act. Bruce Sherrick is a professor of farmland economics and the center's director. When people ask me what I do, I say I'm interested in anything that affects farmland values, anything that affects farmland values. Who does that matter to? Anyone who cares about farmland values. He says that's not just the center's benefactor. That's farmers, that's investors, that's input dealers, that's crop insurance people. But some say focusing on farmland as just a commodity puts investors over the communities that rely on the land. Gabrielle McNally leads an initiative at American Farmland Trust that supports women landowners. She says corporate investment in farmland drives up the cost of the land, and that can make it harder for new people to own farmland. And it is by and large women and folks of color who kind of make up this sort of the new and beginning farmer group. Research also shows that conservation often falls by the wayside on plots of farmland owned by corporations. TIAA has also come under fire for working with a land grabber to acquire some of their Brazilian farmland. That's led some of TIAA's own clients to speak out, like University of Iowa anthropology professor Laura Graham. Her research focuses on indigenous communities in Brazil. Her retirement account? Managed by TIAA. And so it's very ironic that my own retirement is supporting something that my research and my work with communities is in direct um, opposition to. So she and other University of Iowa faculty demanded transparency and accountability from the investment giant. 
TIAA declined comment for this story. Sherrick, head of the TIAA Center for Farmland Research back at the University of Illinois, says that controversy hadn't surfaced yet when the university received the gift. But he says that no-strings-attached corporate gift created a model for universities to dedicate themselves to research in perpetuity. State funding had gone away. Federal funding had gone away. Our extension program finances have gone virtually completely away, so we're substituting for those other sources. Others say this corporate model leaves out rural communities that schools also need to serve. You know, we need to be looking at farm policies which which would strengthen small-scale farmers and make land more accessible to them. Doug Hertzler is a senior policy analyst with Action Aid USA. People that have a, a worldview that playing the market is what matters aren't thinking about the well-being of those rural communities. Hertzler says creating more of these corporate university research partnerships could ultimately hurt those whose livelihoods depend on farmland, farmers. I'm Dana Cronin, Harvest Public Media. That story comes to us from Harvest Public Media and Investigate Midwest. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Maria Altman, and this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.